Here we discuss introspection, being, development, and all the good stuff. In this discussion, I would like to elaborate on the the problem of the modern the modern internet age where information knowledge is accessible to all but becomes overwhelming and quite frankly confusing on where where the proper focus is where the true ideas are we see the sentiment and the symbolic nature of misinformation like why is that so important that some things have misinformation and some are correct or true we see that we're like truly troubled by our disembodied nature towards information we're, we're we're confused within the realm of information we're confused in what is true to us and what is true beyond us but not not relevant to our current beings you know you see the disinformation or misinformation, you know, uh, argumentation. It's it's full of like uh, existential rhetoric. Like, well, how do we know what's true and what's not? And are we being fed falsehood? And and what if everything's a f- uh, a fallacy? But for those who are intuitive to perspective to context to information then being fed falsehood is not such a worry for their they have their own radar they're protected now how are they protected and this is the topic of conversation how can you be protected from misinformation or how could you be protected from the the bubble of all sorts of information that gives us problematic, you know, uh, problematic focus. We're, we're, we're confused in what we, we should be dealing with, which we, what we should be listening to, how we should be becoming within the information that we receive. That being the case, it all starts with accepting a certain nature of mind. Now this, this is not a scientific discussion. It's accepting what is true to be true in our, in our nature. And if you, not study, but if you recognize that we are built with contradictory um, information receiving sets where sometimes we're we're receiving in the realm of knowledge and intuition. There's different components of, of how we perceive. Now, if you pay close attention, you'll find that we always will capture what we care about most. And we will remember what we care about most. It's, it's our... It's our connection towards things. It's our relationship towards things that allow all other spheres of mind to develop in that regard. For example, a sports a sports enthusiast will 
remember insane amount of players' names, stats, score score uh, score charts, and so on. And might might in other areas of life be truly forgetful. Their memory is working to what they care about. And we treat others, for example, if somebody forgets their name, we treat that as serious. We don't forgive necessarily that. Now we could we could hear argumentation that people don't remember names, they're they, they're troubled with names and so on, but there is a quick response that's natural that makes us feel troubled that they have forgotten our name. And that's because they must not be connected because if they were connected they would remember. We don't we don't we don't assume it's a it's a faulty memory. We assume it's a faulty um care, a fault a faulty um connection of a relationship. That being the case, if all avenues run to connection, to relationship, to what we care about, what we care about is truly the most important thing. What we connect to, what stirs our heart, is truly the top of the list. Now, if you you have a change of heart, then your information will change. Your study will change. The way you see the world will change. For example, if you find yourself to be um, inadequate and find yourself to be a dysfunctional form of human being, and and that's your conviction of yourself, then your connection to the world will be the same as that. And your information, your theories about the world, you will find the world to be meaningless. You will find the world, you'll find people to be cheap or lying or deceptive or so many other regards that you will come up with an intellectual sphere based on that initial connection towards towards this evil label of yourself and others. There's there's uh, smaller examples like if you if you truly connect to a, a food, let's say a pizza or a hot dog, and you're visiting a new area, you will see the area in relevance to the the pizza or the hot dog of that area because you 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 have a connection that you're able to associate to this place, and then that's how you understand this place. And so with people and so on. How do you change your connections? And what does this have to do with uh, the mass information that we are currently uh, struggling with? Well, all information has sentiment. Right? You see a news piece. Within the piece, there's, there's a cause that makes them write that piece and not another piece. There's a reason behind it. And although we don't think that we are adapting to the care and cause behind that written word, we are connecting to that. It's not the word itself, but the, the sentiment of the word. And we derive from information its core, quote-unquote, soul, its, its conscious, its 
its cause. So let's let's bring out a couple examples because this is somewhat of a sketchy topic. Let's say the article is about um, climate change, right? And they're discussing that climate change is going to cause more turbulence in the air for people that are flying in the in the in the air of the the planes that that will that will just struggle in that in that space due to whatever change in climate and so on. So that's 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 an information piece. Now, seemingly simple information. Why did they write it? Because we care about turbulence, right? If we didn't care about turbulence, if there wasn't any worry in human beings about turbulence, if it was climate change is going to cause the plane to, you know, be a little bit warmer or a little bit cooler. That's not an information piece because it's irrelevant to us. It doesn't matter. It won't change anything about us unless something would change mechanically to the plane with, with that being a cause of, of care. So there's the care of the turbulence. Now, why do they care about turbulence? Because they care about the, the comfort of flight and they know that we care about the comfort of flight. And we would rather have less fear because turbulence does create a, a certain sort of fear and we would be dealing with more fear. So they care about the fear that we are dealing with. But lay it down on another level. Why do they care about a certain discomfort in our lives? Well, now you could flip it and say, it's not so much that they care about this because maybe they'll talk about a million things that will cause more discomfort in the future. They chose this one because it's in their narrative of climate change. So it's not about more turbulence because that could be exhausted in any other discomfort of equal measure, but rather, well, there's not many discomforts of, of such fear-inducing experiences, but there are there are enough to... Uh, to find so why choose this one because climate change so there's two sides there's the information piece and there's the climate change that they're propagating so now that we see the climate change why do they care about climate change well because they they want us or they care about the environment they care about they care about it's deeper than that because they care about not just the environment they they believe that their 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 goal their value of as a human being is to see beyond them and see their actions to where they go and and take consequence to all actions so really the article is take consequence for your actions right so when you when you unbed the the news piece, you find the interior structure. Now, could it be that I'm just analyzing it and no one else sees that? All they see is more turbulence. But they received it, right? They this this stranger read the read the paper, received the information, and went on with their life. Why why are they receiving that 
that idea that our actions have consequences and we should care about those consequences? Well, because they made it okay for them to read. They didn't just start the article and be like, this has nothing to do with me, let me move on. But they said, oh, that's interesting. Well, let's ask them. Forget the writer, forget the author, let's ask the, reci the recipient, why? Why do you care? Well, I don't want more turbulence. Well, there's a lot of things that you uh, you might you might um, meet discomfort in the future. Why is this more focused in your mind? Well, because they told me, but that's not good enough answer because you still care about it. Oh, because climate change. Well, why do you care about climate change? Well, because I care about the consequences of my actions, so on. And I want to follow through. It's not just the sweater, but it's the material in the sweater. It's the labor in the sweater. It's the chemicals in the sweater. And it's and it's it's um, it's strings that are connecting to devastation or opportunity based on this sweater. So it's not just the sweater. Okay, that's a nice philosophical, if not um, a, a generous view of life that is why you care now let's say I, I grab somebody that I know has a view of life that they don't they don't want to see the consequences of their actions as important but ra rather they, they see other views of life whether they see it their dominance so much that the consequence is irrelevant or they, they choose not to focus on the consequence in lieu of the fact that their actions need more focusing on than the consequences of the actions for you can only focus on one at a time. So, and I meet one of those people and then I showed them the article, they'll be like, eh, okay. They won't receive it as such, but they will receive it because of that point that they will experience more turbulence and they don't like that, but they don't like it that bad that, you know, there's climate change and there's a consequence of actions. That's one example. Let's put that aside. Let's take another example. A piece of information we receive. Let's 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 move away from political issues and you know a celebrity marriage. Right? Two famous celebrities. They meet wonderful and they got married in the in this estate and the who what's came and it was a gala event and so on. And we read that information piece. Now, why was it written? Why do they care? Well, because we care about the celebrities themselves. Well, why do we care about the celebrities? As opposed to every other human being, there's millions of marriages a day, right? Not millions, but many, many marriages a day, maybe millions, possibly. In a seven billion world? Maybe. Well, anyway, considering that, you know, second marriages and so on, hundreds of thousands of marriages a day. Why is this relevant? Because it's a it's a celebrity. Now why why do we care about the celebrity more than them? Because we've taken admiration towards the celebrity. Now why do we take admiration towards the celebrity? Because we collectively decide that these people are models. They are they are forms of of human, you know, focus where where they they are 
there are things to care about for specific reasons. Now, why, why do we care about those specific reasons? Why do we care about that? Well, because they, they are a representation of society and so on. And why do we care about the representation of society? We care about society. Why do we care? Right, so on and so forth. But that they are the image of society. So we're not seeing a wedding of, of two people, but we're seeing a wedding of images of society. And why do we care about that? As I discussed, because we are we are connected to society, so therefore we are connected to the images of society. Now, why do we care about these images of society and not other images of society? Um, and why do we think that this is the importance of society? And that and that goes into a deeper discussion of 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 the fact that there there are other avenues of care in society that are not this and possibly better and a better representation but it still draws us so what we come down to is we're not seeing a a wedding of two celebrities we're seeing a representation of society a wedding of society, a wedding of the images of society, and so on. A collective idea, getting married, and so on. So we are we are experiencing a certain joy almost. It's almost joyful to to see that because we are participating in that. And we care about that. Now if I take another a person from another society and, and show them this news piece, they will be truly uninterested in it because of the, the mere fact that they're separated from that society. And I don't mean society as in America or a country. I mean society in the realm of these celebrities have. If it's movie, the society of people who watch movies, English movies of that, of that genre and so on, or whatever they represent in society that grouping so we see we see that the care is more important than the the information or all information will lead back to the care whether we like it or not so now let's get back to the big problem the big problem is too much information which means too much soul too much care too many important things too too much too much being involved, too much, too many great ideas, right? So we're not, we don't have a problem with knowledge. We don't have a problem with too much information and just sifting through the information. We have a problem with dealing with these meta values that each piece of information is offering. It's like the society and then this and then climate. It's like there's so many things, consequence, right? And, and, you know, and a lot of times they're contradictory. If you like analyze five news pieces, you, you'll see that the meta values in each of them might be each opposing each other. So we're like stuck. Where does our value fit in? Where do, what, what's important to us? And there's a simple task. This is not complicated. The simple task is introspection. Introspection will fix all of this.
Why is that so? Because introspection is is stepping back from all this information. It's blacking out from these connections. Introspection is isolation. You can't introspect without isolating yourself from your attention. And then entering a deeper space within your mind and your heart. And allowing all this information to sift through. And the values to pop up. You could bring them up consciously or let them unconsciously come up. And as this happens, you'll start to gate a picture and you will compound the picture too. You will build something from this. You'd be like, okay, that's good. Oh, maybe that. Maybe the no, 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 I don't like that. And you'll, you'll put your imprint on it. And then you will evolve after that introspection of whatever that takes. Sometimes it could be an hour, a day, a week. And what comes out is this, this picture that's nothing identical to any specific thing that they received, but something truly true to their soul. Now, introspection is not good forever because now the task is to tend to the development of that, that, um, that um, end result and to do it well to do it with action, to do it with your relationships and so on. Meaning you've built something from those values and now you want to perceive the world as such and you are going to build your world and the world around you as such. Now that that's done, you will be ready to learn again. You've, you've comp compounded something You've used it, and now it's getting dry. Now the question is, why is it getting dry? Well, first of all, because we're constantly learning new things. We don't realize it, but these 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 tiny interactions with other people and these experiences, and it's just so many things that are just being taught to us and being and we're being shoved one way or another. That's one we're, we're learning, so this becomes dry because we're changing, we're evolving. Two, it's dry because what mattered to us doesn't matter anymore, not because we've learned something new, but because it didn't really matter then in every part of my being, right? When you're in introspection, when you're in introspection, you're figuring out, you're putting together, and it's like, oh, it's perfect, it's great. Take this idea, right? Take away that idea. You're not. You can't tell me at the end of that session that you've just extrapolated you as a human being in this form. It's just a moment where you've made it enlarged. You've enlarged and printed. You've brought out something more special than usual. And, it, and if I follow that idea, I could lead back to you, but not all of you, because all of you is just explosive. It's way bigger than that. So it gets dry because, well, you're not in that timestamp of whatever that period was. You're now you're entering different spaces in yourself and so on. So you don't get that opportunity to fully narrow into 
that one thing that you are because there's so many components and they're usually contradictory. The idea is to get to something more true than than usual, but you're not going to get to that full, perfect truth. That's impossible. So it gets dry based on the fact that there's more spaces that are being accessed that don't relate to this new ideal. That's that's two. There's more reasons, but whatever it is, we all we all can agree that an ideal could become dry, will become dry. Now that's the case. You have an opportunity to introspect at this point. The problem of introspection right after something gets dry is that you are isolating yourself without integrating society around you. And I'm using this word society in the most broad sense, but it's deeply specific in this situation. It's society, things that can be taught around you, that are nugging towards you, that you can receive from, that are beyond you and are inaccessible in your own mind and heart, but are being offered. Now, why is that important? Because you want to have a diet. When you get out of your introspection, you want to be in some sort of common ground with another. And you don't want to get to a place where you're coming up with these great ideas and great theories about life, but in order to live by them, in order to be that, you have to like despise all of society because it's truly against the order of society because you didn't integrate it at any point. So there's a need for study of the society, study of the academia, study of... Um, your cultural um, ideas, your specific cultural ideas, you know, biblical study, any sort of study that's external from you that you could bring in to draw light from. And not that you don't have your own light to draw from, but that this creates that um, connection to others that you want ultimately. And don't worry, you're not going to lose your identity in this because you still will need to introspect Go back and put your imprintation on it. For example, things are getting dry. You had an ideal that somehow elderly is something to deeply respect because the elderly come from, from the youth and not recognizing the elderly as such and despise them is despising the, the vision of my youth. And you have this deep idea, right? And You've developed it. Now, it's becoming dry because there's other parts of your being and so on, as we discussed. And now you have you have a choice to now reassess with society, to learn, to open up the floodgates and almost become vulnerable to everything that will come towards your gate at those, at those moments, at those hours. And you study and you're listening and you're popping your ear in. And then let's use the example before. And you hear this idea of climate change, which I said is caring about the consequences of your actions, meaning following through with not just your action, but every every component that that your action led to. And you, you're like, okay, that's a great idea. And then you come up with another idea and so on. Then you go and introspect. You're like, okay, where, where do I hold in this? Well, I don't care. Well, introspect is that you have to abandon everything. When I say abandon, you have to abandon your will to take anything as 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 fact or as important. Not as fact necessarily, but as important. So 
you introspect and you're like, you're, you're flooding through the different um, ideas that are popping through your head. You're exploring them on a deeper level. And then this one just, it just resonates and it resonates and it resonates and you keep coming back and you're like, okay, but what do I like about it? And why do I care about con- oh, Okay. Because I, I've been affected by consequences of other action and then so on. And you build this picture and then that's your driving force. Now you come out again out of the cocoon and now you are able to implement that towards yourself and society. And your conversations will be not necessarily um, imposed with this idea because that that shows an unhealthiness of, of human interaction if you're imposing every new idea that you have, but that there's this sentiment. It's almost like the news piece. It's like we could derive from your news pieces a sentiment that leads back to these things. And it doesn't have to be one thing. We're just narrowing it for the sake of discussion. And though, and that goes the cycle of learning, introspect, right? First is the L, learning. Introspect is the I. Go into I. And then um, go out and implement. And uh, let's use the word E for implement, the letter E for implement, so lie, L-I-E. All you got to do is lie, you know, learn, introspect, and then implement. And, and then, and then, and then return, meaning after the lie, you have to recognize the, the dryness and know when to capture and when to, when to say enough is enough, it's too dry for me. And I think a lot of emotional imbalance comes in that space where it's like people don't want to let go. It's like, this is me. But what's paramount here is that, no, that's not you. That's a component. That's one specific time and place that you had some great idea. That is not you. It can lead back to some connection towards you, but there's so much more in you. You're you're almost infinite in regards to that. So... Don't assume that you need to stick in that. And don't think that's you because it it ain't. It's not even close. And so and so begins the cycle again. So going back to our problem. We had a problem when we started off. There's too much knowledge. There's too much information. It's just a bubble. Everything's being thrown at us. We don't know what to think, to feel, to be. We don't know what the best ideals are. Okay, that's a problem. Let's understand that this information is coming from a sort of care, an importance of each provider of that information. And let's recognize that their 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 souls, their 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 sentiments of uh, of true value that are being offered to you. They're not just pieces of information, and that's why it's bothering you. If it was just information, you don't have a problem with information. It's the idea within the information. And I've proved it to you from, um, from let's say, a news article where, like the climate change, where it comes down to caring about your consequences of your actions, which is one ideal, but not every, does not point to the only ideal of, of this universe. And, and you take that ideal and, it's, and you deal with it. But then when you have a hundred ideals coming at you once, you're stuck. You don't know where to go. It's like just so much. That's where you need introspection. And because we're getting 
we're being offered so much at such a fast pace. We need more introspection than usual, which is okay. It's just another, it's another space of time, meaning more time alone. And we hear this in meditation, this push of meditation, but meditation is not enough. You need to introspect within that. And then there's the letting go of the introspection. And I find most people don't have a problem with this, but there are a few that believe that they need isolation all the time and they need to truly always compound the perfect, you know, narrative and structure and so on. But there's a problem in that because they're not integrating with society. So they need to open up and learn again. Well, sorry. They need to implement. You can't just be in your heart and mind. You need to you need to act on it. You need to become somebody with it. You need to teach with it and so on. You need to have relationships with this idea. It needs to become bigger than just something in your mind. And then it gets dry. And this is, I find, where most people are stuck. It gets dry and people are like, no, no, it's me. It's me. How can I let that go? And so on. But the truth is that we're so much bigger than the what we came about from introspection. We're much bigger than that. It's not just that. And then it's time to learn again. Get back to the learning, to the grind, learning from society, learning from every society that you're connected to. And every learning from learning from what you will have relationships with and learning from you don't want to learn, I'll tell you this, you don't want to learn from a society that you'll never interact with, even if they have geniusness, because you will never have you will have to isolate your if you have a great value that you've developed from that, but because the general society that you're dealing with doesn't doesn't have that value, you're gonna have to like contend with society now because it's like, oh, I have this value, right? You have to and it's it's just a frustrating game. And if you act like your society doesn't offer values, great values just the same, then you're not looking deep enough. I don't think evil is in the values of society necessarily. I think it's the usage of those values that makes it evil. So it's your lack of introspection that might be the, or over introspection that might be the problem. But I don't think it's the inherent values. I don't think caring about consequence of your actions that leads to climate change, that you care about turbulence on a plane. I don't think that that is inherently evil. But it could be led to evil because then you only care about the consequences of your actions. And you think that you're the star in the show and that and that you're going to impose everybody to deal with the consequences of their actions, which is infinite because you can never track all the, the, the chain of events of every action. And you'll 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 make people slaves to your to your notion that you you can't you 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 have to care so much about the future as opposed to what is what what they are you you will you'll be putting chains on people so it's the usage of it so that being said i think that's a great way to conclude that we have uh, we made this acronym lie l i e learn introspect you know and then implement and then repeat and so on. Meaning dry phase, it gets dry, then learn again, open up, become vulnerable, and so on. When it's dry, when you have nothing that 
gives you calling in life, what are you to do? You're to learn, to study, to find out what there is out there that will give you calling. But if you have a calling, why why should you be learning? You should be implementing. You should be bringing that to life. And then when it gets dry, learn again. So that cycle, you follow that. You're better off than half the world, I'll tell you that. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.